our ship as we go towards the high, high seas. seas. High seas. I don't know. Do, do ships? No, ships sail towards. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically they're going, going towards. towards. Anyway, this week is Ship Week. It's not like a national thing or anything. Like Shark Week is like. I feel like Shark Week is like a national yeah. thing. Um, we just wanted to talk about ships this week, and so we're doing it. And it's gonna be Ghost Ship Week. Ghost Ship Week. The Flying Dutchman from Spongebob. I you love keep, his aesthetic. You keep jumping ahead. No, I no. love his aesthetic and I want to be him. <laughs> Why can't I be him? <laughs> I mean, you can, but you have I to feel live like he's... under the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like he's just dripping in ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a joke, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, because we're family friendly. <laughs> Anyway, more. <laughs> internal mindful, thoughts. Mindful, internal mindful. thoughts. Anyway, to pair with our ghost ship, I didn't episode, say what this episode was going to be. It's about, about ghost ships. Oh, yeah, did, but I oh, did, oh I, you haven't heard? I have the whole thing. I was going to be like, we have mysterious flying, sh- floating ships, not flying ships. That would be um, interesting. Missing crews, um, ominous signs, and a mummified body. And you didn't even let me get to that. Well, I think you just said it, so we're good. <laughs> to pair with all of what she just said, um, we're going to be trying the organic yerba mate uh, in the flavor of orange exuberance. Ooh. And it's, where did we get this? Uh, Whole Foods. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be doing it. Are you excited? I'm, I'm excited. excited. Do the clinky clink. Let's do it. Oh, who are you? Oh, I, I, I'm Godmother Dill. I always want to say Grandmother. <laughs> that could work, too. That really could. Godmother Dill. And what up? I'm your Godmother Mel. And you're our godchildren, whether you like it or not. Okay, let's get started. <laughs> All right, here's some ASMR for you. Oh, yeah. Ready? We're getting in there. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Now try it. All right. Orange. Okay, so it's not bad, but it just kind of tastes like somebody washed a tangerine in water and then gave you that water to drink. I'm going to, like, read the back of this real quick. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. (laughs) Maybe I'll take a picture and, like, post it. (laughs) What is in that? What's in it? I'm like, not actually asking. Oh, I think you give know what? me the mate. The, it has water and cane sugar and orange juice and that's it. What do you, what do you call yerba? Yerba. Yerba. I think so. Mate. I could uh, be wrong. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot of that. It's got a lot of it. <laughs> cool. All right. This is also caffeinated, I believe. So I'm just gonna caffeine, be jumping caffeine, off the wall. Caffeine. No, not jumping off the wall. Jumping off the plank. I'm walking the plank and then I'm jumping. Nobody. Nobody asked you to. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it. Water looks good <laughs> for a nice little swim. Are we ready? I am. Should we dive right into it? Oh! I just thought that was that, that was, was really good. All right, so we're gonna start off strong with with a boat. A boat <laughs> on a ship episode? That Unheard of. That everyone might know, or heard of, or may have even seen. <gasps> The flying. Don't say it. Dutchman. Don't say it. <laughs> she said it. Yes, that boat that is on the Pirates of the Caribbean, and if you watch SpongeBob, like you were saying, is the name of that glowy ghost. Yeah, it is on Pirates of the Caribbean, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the one that lives. You know the ghost in SpongeBob. 
you were talking about? He, the Flying he, Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he lives in a locker with smelly socks. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, in SpongeBob or in in SpongeBob? <laughs> Into it. Let's do it. So, uh, the story of the Flying Dutchman. So, in European maritime legends, which are a thing. But you're just gonna leave it at in European? No, in European maritime legends. Maritime? Maritime. It's maritime. <laughs> you know, it's sea. time to be merry. European sea. Sea times. Sea legends. Sea time legends. Um, uh, uh, the Flying Dutchman is a ship that is doomed to sail the ocean forever. To gaze upon upon it as a sailor means that there is going to be a disaster. No. That sounded so sarcastic. You were like, no. no, clear. So what, well, not what is, let's get into the origin of the Flying Dutchman. But where did it come from? (laughs) So it's really a a tale that started in the 17th century. Mm -hmm. There are different versions, but most point to the Flying Dutchman as a cursed ship that cannot make port. But why did it get cursed? Few say that, like our SpongeBob character, the name of the captain, um, um, the Dutchman, the Dutchman, who cannot get to land no matter how hard he tries. Okay, but you didn't answer my question. Are you going to tell me why it got cursed? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm sated. Let's keep going. You just jump ahead. I'm too excited, and I and have so much caffeine in me. <laughs> are you ready? To I get am. Into I'm the... so ready. All right. Once upon a time, mm-hmm. there was a Captain Hendrik van der Decken. Sounds hot. Now, I just want to say, <laughs> the good captain was working for the Dutch East India Company. Okay, maybe not that great. And his name, uh-huh. I told you, De was Hendrik von something. Hendrik von der Decken. Der Decken. Captain Decken <laughs> was meant to be a captain. His name is Decken. Deck. It has What's on Decken. a ship. A deck. Fire, fire on the poop deck. <laughs> so Captain Deccan uh, um, thought of going around the Cape of Good Hope. And now if you do not know your history or oceanography. <laughs> uh, let me explain. The Cape of Good Hope used to be called the Cape of Storms. And it is the um, uh, the the Cape at the, like, it's like the tip yes, at yes. the... Uh, South Africa. Yeah. I do like that they had to rebrand it. Well, because nobody no, wanted to go down there. Actually, like, yes. Yeah, good help. No, 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 no. So it used to be called the Cape of Storms, and the reason is that it is actually that Cape is a meeting point for the Atlantic and the Indian Oceans and is known for its like dangerous waves. Do they not like each other? So when, when oceans meet, and I'm the doing oceans, a weird gesture. The oceans don't like each other? Yeah, they're really. And uh, the only reason uh, a ship started taking this route uh, through the Cape was actually because of a mass marketing campaign undertaken by the Portuguese who changed the name of the Cape to attract more people to this area. Mm. So you were right. Nobody wanted to go down there um, until they were like, hey, we're going to change the name and then encourage people to come down here. Before they were like, what do you find there? Storms. And then then they were like, what do you find there? Hope. Hope. Good hope. (laughs) Not even bad. Good hope. A good hope. They were really hitting hard on that marketing. (laughs) All right. Now, back to the Flying Dutchman, right? So the captain and the ship, called the Flying Dutchman, started to round this cape and a terrible storm hit and it put the ship in danger of capsizing. No. The crew started started arguing with the captain, begging him to turn around and let the storm pass. But 
good old Captain Deccan <laughs> thought he knew better. He ordered his crew to keep going, to sail around the Cape, even if it meant to sail until doomsday. Wow. And oh boy, he should not have said that. After hearing this comments, the gods got big mad. And I wrote that. The gods were like, um, boy, I'm big mad. (laughs) (laughs) They told the captain, you wanted to sail till doomsday, so that is what you will do. His soul Doomsday has been brought. (laughs) His soul is trapped on that ship, and he's forced to sail for all eternity. There is hope for the captain. Good hope? Good hope. Uh In some versions of the tale, the captain can come onto land once every seven years to find his true love, a woman who will give him salvation from his punishment. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just ask the question here. Does he already have a woman he goes to see, or is he, like, a bachelor that's looking? I think it's, like, he has to find a woman. woman. Oh, shit. That's, like... Is this... It's, like... In the Good Hope area? (laughs) I think he could go to land anywhere. Anywhere? Well, we're so far the- in. <laughs> I'm going to be hanging out at Galveston. Like, hi, my name is Mal. Just I'm to see 23 Cap- years old. Just and I'm to a- see Captain Deccan. <laughs> just to, yeah, trying to, you know, lo- love hasn't worked out for me. Get in on his Deccan. I'm, I'm, I'm a get in on his Deccan. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Um, I just want a piece of that. You know, he's a flying Dutch man. <laughs> wrong. Alright, so there's... But yeah, catch me. If you if you don't know where I am, I'm probably near the closest body of water waiting. <laughs> so, uh, there is another... Well, there are several versions, but this other version that I came across has much darker undertones. When Captain Deccan and the crew were fighting about whether to sail ahead or not, the mutiny leader got killed in a dispute. The poor man was then tossed overboard and Captain Deccan stated that he would keep keep on sailing till the day of judgment. Again, the gods found it in poor taste and punished him and his crew to sail the ocean blue he for was, all eternity. He was really, like, trying to antagonize them. Yeah, he? he was literally like, mm, mm, He's like, mm. I bet you won't. I bet, I bet you won't. And then they were like, that. <laughs> and that. <laughs> but despite how um, the legend got started, there are several tales of people encountering this ghost ship. So, the most famous one happens on July 11th, 1881, by a man you may have heard of. Who? George V. I haven't heard of him. (laughs) I actually tried really hard to rack my brain. (laughs) Who is he? Alright. I don't know him. (laughs) Who is he? The King of England. Well, there's so very many. Well, he was What's such king. generic names? You know what that just made me think of? The Kiki Palmer meme when she's like, guys, I don't know him. I don't know. He could be walking down the street from me. I would not know him. Guys, I know him. Shut up. <laughs> All right. On July 11th, 1881, George V was on a ship called the, and I'm going to butcher it, the Bacahante. <laughs> The Bachante? Why did they name it such a weird name? They're English. I don't know. The Bachante? <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was sailing off the coast of Australia, and according to the log records... They of- knew Australia existed back then? Yes. Wow, they were advanced. <laughs> according to the log records of George, around 4 a.m., he, and along, he uh, along with 13 other members of the ship, saw it. A strange light in the distance... The night was clear and the sea was calm, yet clearly in the distance about 200 yards stood a ship, eerily still. The 
Bakshante sent a sailor in a small boat to go to the mysterious ship, yet once he got there, there was nothing, no sign of a ship at all. And remember I told you that any encounter with the Flying Dutchman has serious consequences? Well, the sailor who first reported the f- to see the Flying Dutchman, um, like he was on top of the mast, when mm-hmm. the lookout, he fell from the top and Ooh. died inst- instant- instantly. Wow, I could not say Instantly, wow. That's bad luck for that guy. Yes. In the same year, so 1881, a Swedish merchant ship under the helm of Captain Larsen reported reported seeing a fly, seeing the Flying Dutchman. Larsen's ship was sailing through a heavy storm around the Cape, the Cape of Good Hope. Good Hope. Before sunrise, the captain sent a man to the mast to see an eerie glow that had just appeared. The man fell from the mast to the deck, and his in his dot la, in his last dying words, he whispered, "Flying Dutchman." You know what? If I was to be on a not a nautical ship, if I was to be on a ship, and somebody was like, "I want you to go up there and like be our lookout," I'd be like, "Not me, boo. <laughs> not me." Well, it gets, that sounds like bad luck. It gets worse for Captain Larson because another sailor climbed to get a better look. So the first oh my god, lookout they died. Don't, they don't learn. And the other sailor climbed to get a better look, and um, he also said it was the Flying Dutchman. And that man later died of a heart attack before Captain Larson's ship ever made port. Guys, stop going up there. And another sailor on the same ship saw the ghost ship through a porthole, um, and he was found dead in his bed, and his cause of death was extreme fri- uh, fright. Okay, stop looking. <laughs> stop looking. No, seriously, Don't stop look. looking. Stop looking. Um, in January 1911, the Scottish whaling steamer Orkney Bell was about to collide into another ship. Luckily, the bell, the bell's crew nearly avoided the collision by sailing parallel to the colliding um, vessel. When they sailed by, they heard three bells from the mysterious vessel and saw the name Flying Dutchman on the stern written clear as day. So they were like trying to ram into them. The Dutchman was coming. They, okay, so they saw a ship coming towards them and they were like, oh shit, a ship is coming towards us. So they were avoiding it. Mm-hmm. And so they went and they're avoiding manu- maneuver. Maneuver? <laughs> sure. Evading maneuvers. Yes, they, they ended up <laughs> sailing parallel. Oh, that's funny. You know what meme that reminds me of? The one from the Umbrella Academy when they're both driving. So the the little kid is driving the car and he's looking at the the sister who's driving the car. No, oh, I don't know. But wow. anyway, they started. They sailed uh, parallel to each other, and the Bell's crew saw the name of the ship, which was the Flying Dutchman. And the ghost ship actually disappeared as quickly as it came. And just three years later. The Orkney Bell was one of the first British ships to be sunk in action by the German Navy on the outbreak of World War One. You know what? Some of, you know, obviously the crew dying makes it seem like it's bad luck, but I'm also like, is it just like a harbinger? What do you mean? Like a bad omen? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like, no, I mean, so, okay, so you see it and then you die, right? Yeah. But is it like a... Oh, you see it and then you die? Or is it like trying to warn you I think something it, bad I is think, coming? I think when you see it, some, it tries to warn you that something bad is coming. However, I do think that it's like a fate you cannot avoid. Mm-hmm. You know? like Because, you know, uh, the the people who were like on on top of the mask, like yeah. they were looking at it and then they I died. Think, so is it like a, haha, I got you, bitch? Or no, is it more I like think, a... I think most of the time, I think it's like fear. Mm-hmm. That's like the immediate reaction and that's what might might kill sailors 
Um, but I think it's also like really a harbinger of death. Like, mm. like so it's a, a it's a well-meaning ghost ship. They're just like, hey guys, something kind of. Is but coming. it's it's also like like you can't avoid the fate, right? Mm-hmm. Like just like the good old Captain De- Deccan couldn't avoid his fate, you can't avoid the fate of whatever disaster. I feel set like out. he could have avoided it. Well, but he just kind of poked the well, gods. The, the the whole point is like he he, you know, he got cursed. But um. So, the last encounter I will tell you is that of an Australian naval escort boat, the HMAS Bearsford. I don't like that. It's an escort boat? Yeah, like it escorts the navy boats or whatever. It escorts the naval. (laughs) So, in 1943... I'm so sorry, that was so unprofessional. (laughs) I got a hinge notification. (laughs) In 1943, it was sailing towards the Cape of Good Hope. Breaking radio silence, the Beresford broadcasted a two-worded message. Flying Dutchman. The Beresford nor its crew of 34 men were ever seen or heard from again. Where did they go? No one knows. No one knows. That's suspicious. That's suspicious. (laughs) So, opinions, thoughts, concerns. I have so many concerns. I... Okay, so... And this is just me trying to think things through. So, obviously, if you're on the high seas and you see this ship, something's going to happen to you. Yeah. But what if I'm, like, standing away from the body of water? Okay. But managed to see it? So, there was a story that I didn't really... Like, it was, like, an encounter, but I didn't put it put it in there. So, uh, people... There were three people who were on the Cape, just, like, on land in a hotel room or whatever, and they were just chilling, looking out towards the ocean, and then they saw this, like, weird floating ship, and they were like, yep, that's the Flying Dutchman, and then that's where the encounter ends, so I don't know what happened to those people. Somebody check on them. (laughs) Are they okay? I I, I don't know that. But I do want to get into what, like, why people see a ghost ship, like the Flying Dutchman, a lot. Um, especially when, you know, you see a ship in the distance and then you, you know, row out there, or sail out there and you're like, there's nothing there. Well, scientists have, uh, have sort of an explanation for it. So they say that it could be a, um, Feta Morga- Morgana, uh, which is a complex form of a superior mir- mirage visible in the narrow band above the horizon. So basically it's like this weird phenomenon um which like an object can be in the distance so like Mm -hmm. a ship can be way in the distance like not visible but it's like image can be flipped and through the distortion of the waves and the air it can seem closer and seem like it's floating um, it's real, like this kind of phenomenon happens on land or at sea. Mm-hmm. It happens in the polar regions or in uh, deserts. And it really involves, it's also the reason, like, you know how some people, uh, there's stories of like, oh, I see land. And then when you go over there, there's no land. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reason. It's like something way, 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 way far seems closer because of the distortion of, of waves and light. Okay. And it's, it's an optical phenomenon and it it occurs because of the bends and the light and all of that and wow. I'm not a physicist so that's that's what I got from Wikipedia <laughs> we're not optometrist so yeah. I want that double I want that uh, 
um, what is it, double whammy, an optometrist who's also a <laughs> physicist. So it, 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 that's why it looks really ghostly and unusual because of this um, a Feta Morgana. Because it's not real. It's not real. Wow, amazing. Um, and I'll, I'll put a link to this Wikipedia page. If so you two can check it out on Wikipedia. Sorry, <laughs> teachers. We're using it for research. Teehee. Teehee. It's all right. I already graduated. They can't hurt me now. They can't hurt me now. <laughs> Bitch, you're getting your master's. They can't they hurt They can't hurt you. They won't. They can and they will. No one knows. It's the secret between us and... And our two, two listeners. Yes. Keep keep the secret. Keep listening and keep the secret. <laughs> Are you ready for the next ship story? Boy, I am so ready. All right. So this one is a modern day nautical mystery. Ooh. It was described that way. Okay. It was, I these love, are not my words. I love <laughs> nautical things and I love mysteries. So let's so, get into it. In 2006, an 80 meter tanker of unknown origin was spotted drifting 180 kilometers, which is 112 miles southwest of Wayapaya, Queensland, in the Gulf the Gulf of Carpentaria by the Australian Coast Watch um, airplane. That's nice. Uh, hold off for a second. I do not know if you guys caught that giant thud, multiple thuds, but my father chose this moment in time to move chairs and a table, and he dropped the table. <laughs> I don't know from what height, but he dropped a table and I screamed, stop making noise. And then nothing happened. He was so silent. I genuinely was like, oh my God, I scared him. I went to go check on him and he was just standing there like trying to pretend like he wasn't there. Like, don't look at me. Don't, don't, don't look I'm at the me. ghost. I'm the ghost. He was like, like Drax in that, uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, I'm invisible. Don't look at me. <laughs> Um, sorry if you heard that thud, and then I feel bad. Now I gotta go give him a hug, because I feel bad for yelling. <laughs> Can we go with the story? We should go my with the My modern story. day nautical mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting to tell my mystery. Yes, please, let's do it. Alright, so like I said, in 2006, an 80-meter tanker was found um, drifting off the coast of Australia. Let me guess, no crew? The Australians immediately took photographs and got a patrol boat out there. The patrol boat waited during the night and boarded the floating vessel the next morning. Once boarded, they found the tanker to be inoperable. There were no easily identifying marks or papers, no sign of illegal activity or violence either. No crew either. Mm. What was found was a large quantity of rice, which led the authorities to believe that the boat might have been used as a resupply ship for fishing boats um, with food and fuel in waters outside of the Australian coast. Okay. Um, and it was probably being like towed and the tow had broken and it was just now drifting into its Did they cur- not see whoever position. was towing this thing? Did they not look back and see the ship was gone? No. And the boat was adrift for so long that the engines were inoperable. Oh. Also, the boat was like really stripped down, like almost gutted that it might have been um, on its way to like a scrapyard before oh. the vessel broke free. Anyway, on March 24th, 2006, it came out that after an extensive searching, the name of the vessel was the Jian Sang, a name that had been painted over. And since no owner of the ship was ever located, it was towed to deep water on 21st of April, 2006 and scuttled. Oh, wow, that's recent. Yeah. 2006. Mm -hmm. 
I even have a more recent story. Oh. The next one. And this one um, uh, does involve a death, so. That's sad. Um, All so right, just, let's get into just it. Just a warning. Um, the, so on February 26, 2016, Christopher Rivas and his friend saw the sky was clear and the sea was calm, and they decided to go fishing. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Don't go near water. 60 miles off the coast of the Philippine island of Minandawa, Mindanao. I hope I said that right. I think you said it wrong both times. <laughs> they spotted a yacht. The boat was distressed to say the least. The mast was broken. The hull was partially sunk. Yet the white paint was shining brightly against the blue sea. And the fishermen could make out the letters indicating its name to be Seo. Intrigued by the mysterious ship, the group went towards it, boarded, and decided to investigate. You never want to investigate. If you see some whack shit, close your eyes and walk the other way. You didn't see it. <laughs> Once inside, they descended into the heart of the ship to make one horrifying discovery. They found a body. The mummified body was still seated at the desk by the radio in a 12-meter, which is 40-foot yacht, slumped over on his right arm. Mummified? Mm-hmm. And Rivas did the most logical thing he could do. He screamed and ran away. And called the police. <laughs> good, 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 good. I thought you were going to be like, no, bitch. No. As the authorities searched the vessel, they found documents and photos just thrown around the cabin. The cabin had pictures of family trips, a man, his wife, and a daughter. There were pictures of overseas trips to Paris, family picnics, and a little photo of a man holding a baby that captioned, Our first time with our little button on the seat. No! And thanks to the documents thrown around his cabin, he was identified as a German sailor named Manfred Fritz Bajorat. And what was ominous more than anything was a letter they found. And it read, 30 years we've been together on the same path. Then the power of demons was stronger than the will to live. You're gone. May your soul find its peace. You're Manfred. Wait, so did he commit suicide? Well, we have to... I have to just keep telling the story. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. So an autopsy was conducted, and it was revealed that the cause of death was acute myocardial infraction, which is a heart attack. Okay. Oh, okay. The uh, chief superintendent, Wilbin Mayer, um, spoke... He said the German national is estimated to have been dead for more or less seven days. And now you may be wondering if he was dead for such a short time. How did he get mummified? mummified? Well, Peter Venez, forensic pathology professor at Bart's in the London School of Medicine and Dentistry, may have the answer. (laughs) Peter says that, and I'm quoting, the air, heat, and saltiness of the sea are all very conducive to mummification. It starts within two to three weeks, the fingers and other extremities. Dry quickly, and in a month or two, they are well gone. End quote. Yeah, but that was like a month, right? It was like a week. Yeah, yeah, so it takes like about a month to get yeah. modified, but a week. I think, I think it's just like, you can start the process within two weeks, and he was dead a week, and it just, it's really weird how it happened, but that's like the best explanation, you know? There's no real... This is what exactly what happened. This is just the best theory yeah. that they have. I feel so sad for his little button. Well, that made me. How so sad. did Manfred Fritz Bajorit 
wind up drifting through the Philippine Sea alone. Authorities found out that Manfred was always a sailor. He was so experienced, in fact, that he had tallied over half a million nautical miles at sea. He started his sailing journey with his wife, Claudia, but in 2008, the couple divorced. The couple had a, son, uh, had a daughter. Okay. In 2010, Claudia died from cancer. His adult daughter, Nina, had too moved away to start a career in her life. Disillusioned with the world and perhaps dealing with the loss of a loved one, Manfred decided to sail. He spent the last two decades of his life sailing from Singapore to Durban to the Spanish island of Mallorca to everywhere in between. Along the way, he found admiration from his fellow sailors. One who even said that I don't believe he would have sailed into a storm. I believe the mast broke after Manfred was already dead. No matter the journey, in the end, all he left behind were photographs of a once happy family and a note to the woman he loved. The note, the ship had like stuff like thrown all around it, right? Mm -hmm. Like pictures and stuff? Yeah. So do they think they just happened in like a, in a storm after he passed away? Yeah. Basically. So yeah, that, I think he probably died of a heart attack. Um, he was not really, he was a recluse. Mm -hmm. He did like sailing, but he was a recluse and he occasionally like checked in with people like on Facebook or whatever, but he wasn't really, you know, in constant contact with people. He wasn't really in like, um, you know, making port, you know, all the time, you know, stuff that I think normal people living on land and not living as a recluse. I don't know if I'm describing or going on no, a no, tangent. No, no, no. It makes sense to me. That's... And then he just... probably just died of a heart attack and then he got mummified, but then in the storm, like, all of his ship was like, you know, there's yeah, no thorn, one yeah. manning the boat, so... Hmm. And it's just... I think this is the saddest story because it's like... There was no one to find him earlier. It was no one to find him and it's also like... I don't know. There's just like a He was real... just so sad. And yeah. He, he was just to... sad. It was like yeah. he missed his family. He missed his... And this is all he had left. And I mean, I guess it's kind of like he died doing what he loved. Yeah. You know, but he that... was alone. And he that was makes alone, me sad. And that was sad. I think... What was I going to say? I had a I had a thought. I had one thought. Um, oh, yes. The, the, I understand what it was. Uh, like, it was, he died. It was an accident. He died... Um, but that quote that had, like, the demon part in it, I don't know. The will to live is not as great as what whatever you had said. I think he's that, referring to his, uh, uh, wife Claudia dying. Yeah. And uh, maybe. I think that, that's what he's referring to. But it freaked me out, and I yeah. was like, something must have happened. Maybe. Who knows? But... Maybe he saw, maybe he saw the Dutchman. Maybe he did. We'll never know. We will never know. But... That brings us to the end of Ghost Ship Week. It's Ship Week! Uh, we started Ship Week, what, like 20 minutes ago? And we ended it now. <laughs> well, this is part one. I have more ghost ships. Bitch, you know we never this get to... We will sail back to this Cir point. That's nice. Um, we will sail in a circle. 
That's that's nice. Because we don't know how to sail. That's good. That's good. Um, bitch, you know we never come back to doing part twos. We're we'll so come busy. Back. We'll come We're back. We're so busy. We like to move forward, and then one day we'll we'll do what great podcasts always do, right? We go forward and we're just at the height, the height, and then we're like, what else could we do? And then we go back to our original Like, all right, let's... Part twos and part three. Nostalgia episodes, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. So, yeah, but this is part one, and eventually, sometime down the line, probably not soon. <laughs> probably not next week, not the week after that. Three years from now, if we're still working on the pod, maybe we'll reconsider uh, yeah, it. we'll go back to Ghost Ship, ghost ship Week. Ship Week! We'll, we'll just, you know... Every year at the end of April will be Ghost Ship Week. Are we establishing that? I don't think no. we can stick to it. No, we can't. We'll co- coincide with Shark Week. It's water related. <laughs> It'll remind us. Drive the theme home, really. No, 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 no. Sail, Sail the, the theme, theme home. home. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank Check you. us out wherever you get your podcast. Um, podcast one. <laughs> Check us out wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> we, um, we love you. Um, and if you're going to be on the high seas, just be safe. And if you see, see the Flying Dutchman, go the other way. Go the other way. Um, and if you see any ships just kind of floating there oddly, close your eyes and no, don't you acknowledge it. You, if you saw it, no, you, you didn't. didn't. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And come sail with us next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.